Welcome to First Fifteen, where we listen to God's word and we respond to Him in a personal way. I'm Ron, and I'll be your guide on this journey. We're all followers, and we're learning to listen to God's word so that we meditate on it and then we respond to Him in a way that's heartfelt and personal. If you're new here, please subscribe to our podcast. You can follow us on Spotify, subscribe on iTunes, or catch it on any of your favorite podcast providers. You can also watch it on YouTube as well. At high noon, darkness fell. Sounds like a contradiction, doesn't it? Yet, it really happened. The real contradiction that we will see today goes much deeper than this. If you've heard this story before, you might not see it, but it's so obvious that any stranger would see it right away. More on that in just a minute. Our whole purpose here on First 15 is to help us take the truth of God's Word and apply it beyond the first 15 minutes of the day. We do that through a four-step process, and I've already mentioned some of the steps here. We listen, we meditate, we pray, and then we apply God's Word to our lives. You can get the whole four-step process detailed and demonstrated if you go to wordofprayer.com. We're in the last gasp, and things have gotten desperate. The physical, emotional, and spiritual suffering has taken a real toll, and it's breaking a man down, a man hanging on a cross. Let's listen to Matthew 27, verses 45 to 49. At noon, darkness fell across the whole land, until three o'clock. At about three o'clock, Jesus called out with a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lema sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Some of the bystanders misunderstood and thought that he was calling for the prophet Elijah. One of them ran and filled a sponge with sour wine holding it up to him on a reed stick so he could drink. But the rest said, Wait, let's see whether Elijah comes to save him. The journey has been long. The atmosphere is heavy. Death, like a vulture, is looming overhead. Darkness descends on the earth at an unnatural time, in the middle of the day. It lasts for three hours. Near the end, a cry comes out of the darkness. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Which is an echo of Psalm 22, verse 1. The darkness was real, physical, but it also symbolized something. It is the hour of man's darkness and of Jesus' desolation. He has the full weight of sin upon him, and he hangs there as God's forsaken. The ones standing around miss it, or they misunderstand completely. He called on God, and they heard Elijah, sometimes also known by the shortened form of his name, Eli. Jesus' hope was not in a prophet's rescue, or Elijah heroically breaking in. 
Elijah has already come. Jesus has already conversed with him and Moses up on the Mount of Transfiguration. He told his disciples, in fact, Elijah has already come, referring to John the Baptist. Because the Old Testament prophecy that Elijah would, would return, Jesus said, it's already happened. It's been fulfilled. God the Father has already specially designated Jesus as his son, as the one to listen to. But God's son must suffer at the hands of man, just as the returning Elijah, John the baptizer, had to suffer at the hands of Herod. In spite of the taunts and contrary to those who are smugly mocking him, Jesus could have saved himself even then, but he didn't. He suffered to the end so that he could save me and all creation from sin's stranglehold. Let's pray. O Lord, I bow before your suffering, broken body. You took the penalty of sin upon yourself to set me free. Thank you. You were forsaken so that I could be embraced and welcomed. You were desolate and downcast so I could have God's joy within and your peace and true fellowship. 10,000 thank yous are not enough. Please forgive me my sin and hard-hearted pride and stubbornness. I am broken before you. Save me, Lord. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. Amen. We said before there's a huge contradiction in today's reading. Did you spot it? God came in human flesh, what we call the incarnation. That's a real paradox. Instead of wearing a king's crown and reigning over the earth with all bowing and proper respect before him, he wore a crown of thorns and everyone mocked and spat and shamed him. That's certainly a contradiction as well. But look at God dying on a cross. God crying out to God. I feel alone. I'm forsaken. Why have you abandoned me? God, the Son of Man, cries out to God the Father. I feel the full weight of sin on me, and I feel forsaken, cut off from fellowship with you, Father. The human mind and heart cannot grasp it, cannot fathom it, cannot embrace this truth. This thing is too big. It's too deep. It's too awful for us. Bow and ponder this today. Today's episode is brought to you by God. He did it all. Give thanks to Him. Think of the cross and draw near to God today. You are not forsaken or abandoned. You are beloved. Beloved.